The Truth Commentary with Rob Pugh, publisher of the Wisconsin Christian News, a ministry dedicated to the truth revealed through Jesus Christ, encouraging listeners to stand boldly as the King's return is at hand. On October 24th, the Young America Foundation at the University of Wisconsin invited Matt Walsh, the producer of the blockbuster documentary titled What is a Woman?, to speak at the UW-Madison campus. Walsh held a question-and-answer session after showing the film. But even before the event began, the leftist lunatics were out in force, causing extensive damage to the student union, including profanity-filled graffiti spray-painted across the Memorial Union's front steps, on the terrace, in Alumni Park, and over a Bucky Badger statue. As the start time for the event neared, about 500 protesters took to the streets with more violence, chanting and signs comparing Walsh to a Nazi and others calling him a pedophile. About 10 people from the Mercy Seat Christian Church in Milwaukee also attended the event to minister to the protesters and support Walsh in his message. The Christians were under constant physical and verbal attack. One courageous young man, Nick Prohl, held a sign with 1 Corinthians 13, 6 written on it. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. This young man, a teenager, went along with his peers from Mercy Seat Church to preach and start conversations about God's design for human sexuality among the violent protesters outside the event. He set his Bible down for a minute in order to engage a crowd of attackers in a conversation. And then someone grabbed his Bible, tore it to shreds, and one of the attackers even began eating the pages. They also stole more than $1,000 of the group's equipment, including cameras and microphones. After the attack, Prohl told the Daily Wire, As a Christian, I'm called to love God and love my neighbor as myself. If I saw someone walking off a cliff, how much would I have to hate them to see them walk off the cliff and not tell them there's a way out? These people are just like me before Jesus, sinners who love their sin and hate God. But praise God, he gives sinners the greatest joy, peace, and pleasure when he saves their soul from destruction. And now, because God saved me, I have so much joy, I want to go and tell everyone about this life-changing good news, that you can be reconciled to your Creator by repenting of your sins and trusting in Jesus, who bore the punishment we deserve by dying on a cross. It's the most loving message I could tell anyone. Prohl explained that radical gender ideology and child mutilation are fundamentally opposed to the biblical worldview, since God made man and woman in his image, each with distinct roles and characteristics, but nevertheless equal in value. But the rabid and rage-filled pro-trans protesters were greatly outnumbered by the sola audience who wanted to hear Wall speak and see the movie. Of course, the mainstream media joined the side of the protesters as well, and the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel called Walsh an anti-trans right-wing conservative commentator and placed the blame for the vandalism, violence, and destruction squarely on his shoulders. What else would we expect for them to do? Our universities and college campuses should be places of higher learning, places where ideas can be discussed and debated rationally, but that's a long-dead concept. And when the Daily Wire attempted to debut the film Walsh produced, What is a Woman?, their website was attacked, delaying the film's release. By the way, Matt Walsh has also been attacked when invited to speak at universities in Houston, Illinois, and Florida. If you haven't seen the film What is a Woman?, I'd encourage you to do so because it takes on the idea of gender dysphoria directly, with Walsh asking the simple question, What is a woman? 
He asks university professors, sociologists, social workers, doctors, counselors, teachers, and everyday people on the street. None can answer that simple question, except primitive African tribesmen, who thought the question was ridiculous because in their culture, the idea of gender dysphoria is a biological absurdity. The movie does have some adult language, so beware of that, but it's difficult to have an adult conversation without using adult language, unless, of course, you are in an American kindergarten classroom, where today anything goes. Of course, Matt Walsh is not the only one the left hates. He's only the latest target. This past spring, conservative speaker Michael Knowles was invited to speak at Boston University, and he was opposed by several student groups on that campus, including BU Students for Reproductive Freedom, Young Democratic Socialists, the Trans Listening Circle, the Queer Activists Collective, the Mental Health Collective, and a group called Outlaw. These groups also created what they called organized safe spaces throughout the campus for trans and queer students while the event was being held. So these universities, where students once fought for desegregation and equality, are now voluntarily self-segregating in safe spaces. Go figure. Knowles made the very on-target point that very radical, very creepy people are trying to indoctrinate children into sexual ideologies. And indeed they are. Even universities and teachers' unions have been caught instructing future teachers of preschool, kindergarten, elementary school, middle school, high school, and college students how to infuse the LGBTQ plus indoctrination into the minds of our children and young adults without the parents finding out. Many schools across the country are now providing trans closets where kids can come to school dressed as their biological gender, but then before school starts, go to the trans closet and dress as the opposite sex, then change back before going home. So parents are kept in the dark as teachers and so-called counselors indulge and encourage the kids in the perversion and confusion they teach. You should be aware that these same types of Trans closets are now being offered by homosexual and trans-affirming so-called Christian churches, too. Now, earlier in October, the FBI raided the home of Chuck Gallagher with guns drawn and arrested 11 peaceful Christians who minister outside abortion centers. Many of those are 11 are friends of mine that I've also ministered alongside with at abortion centers around the country. The supposed crime they committed was blocking the entrance to an abortion facility 18 months ago. But videos show the group was simply gathered outside attempting to speak to the women and girls as they were led by death scorts into the murder mills. They were also seen singing hymns and praying. Among those now charged is 87-year-old Eva Edel, a Holocaust survivor who I've also worked alongside on the street. This sweet lady would never harm a fly, and all of them have sincere hearts of compassion for the innocent children and the women and girls being exploited by the bloodlust of the abortion industry. But now they each face a potential 11 years in prison and a $250,000 fine. Around that same time, our good friend Pastor Bill Dunphy from Frazeesburg, Ohio, was also arrested by the FBI. His crime was for a sermon he gave to his church in December of 2020 regarding the obviously fraudulent election of that year. He's also charged with engaging in physical violence in D.C. on January 6th of 21. The mainstream media will spin this to make Pastor Bill look like a right-wing fanatic and a criminal. 
But I can tell you, he is a bold, courageous preacher of God's Word, but I also know him to be a soft-hearted, loving, and compassionate man full of mercy and grace. And I know for a fact that he'd never encourage any form of violence against anyone. It's unlikely that any of the charges against these Christians can be proven, but that doesn't really matter today. Because today, our so-called justice system has been weaponized against law-abiding citizens and especially against Christians and conservatives who dare speak to the truth on any matter, and absolutely against any who dare go and do things that conflict with the twisted ideologies of the left. Parents who object to the sexualization and pornography being pushed in public schools and voice their concerns at school board meetings are now officially domestic terrorists. I should mention, the point was recently made that some of the pro-sodomite and pro-trans books now being made mandatory reading in our public schools are so filthy and foul that it's actually illegal for parents to read portions of them at public school board meetings, because those meetings are usually broadcast on local cable access TV, TV channels, and the FCC prohibits pornography and especially child porn to be broadcast yet it's spoon-fed to our toddlers as early as possible. The fight for sanity continues in our public schools all across this country. Just recently, Cody Hiller, a physical education teacher for 14 years at West Frankfurt High School in Illinois, refused to follow orders and let a girl into the boys' locker room. Hiller was removed from his job and put on disciplinary leave. This is what happens when you protect kids. This is what happens when you stand for righteousness. Need I mention the hundreds of J6 political prisoners still being held in jail, still without being charged with a crime, and still without a trial, and still without bail. It's been almost two years. All they did was show up with flags and banners to a rally of millions to present a redress of grievances. Let me remind you of the First Amendment of our Constitution. Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion, or prohibiting the free exercise thereof, or abridging the freedom of speech, or of the press, or of the right of the people peacefully to assemble and to petition the government for a redress of grievances. But you see, the thing is, Congress hasn't made any laws that tread on these rights. Congress has done virtually nothing other than enrich their own bank accounts, even when so-called conservatives have been in power. No, our free exercise of religion has been struck down by government health officials. Our freedom of speech has been done away with by big tech, Google, and social media. Our press is owned by the globalist banksters. Peaceful assembly is now determined by which side you're on, the devil's team or God's team. If you stand for righteousness, you're not considered peaceful, even if you're 87 years old and just sitting down singing hymns. And if you attempt to petition your government for a redress of grievances, you are a domestic terrorist because Joe Biden's handlers say you are. So are we just supposed to forget about the billions of dollars of destruction that Antifa and BLM did in 2020? Are we supposed to forget about the historical monuments torn down and destroyed because American history is now labeled racist? Are we supposed to forget the scenes of mayhem, burning, looting, rioting, and murder in our country streets from coast to coast while so-called law enforcement was ordered to stand down and let them burn it all down? Are we supposed to forget about illegal mandates that shut down businesses and churches while keeping liquor stores and strip clubs open? Are we supposed to forget about the official hospital protocols that medically kidnapped and killed millions? 
all those forced to choose between the jab and their job, all the families who couldn't attend weddings or funerals, and all those senior citizens who died alone behind a plastic bubble, not allowed to even see their loved ones. And now are we supposed to remain silent as our children are being groomed by sodomite pedophiles openly and pridefully in our public schools? Friends, I've been to the streets, and I've seen firsthand how these leftist lunatics behave. After years of public school and college indoctrination, they're literally filled with extreme hatred and rage any time their brainwashed minds are challenged with an ounce of truth. They turn blue in the face and scream like demons. They lash out in violence. They vandalize, steal, loot, burn, and destroy, full of temper tantrums and mental meltdowns until they're able to return to their safe spaces. They advocate for communism, and they call patriots and truth-tellers Nazis. What have we come to? Is this really what we want for the future of our children and grandchildren, the future of our country? Compare what you see in these seeds of the satanic agenda with those who stand for God, righteousness, and justice. Which would you rather have for the future of our country, and what are you going to do about it? Indeed, what can we do about it in this late hour? Audio CDs and transcripts of this message are available when you call me at Wisconsin Christian News, 715-486-8066, or email Rob, R-O-B, at wisconsinchristiannews.com and ask for message number 376. This has been the Truth Commentary with Rob Pugh, publisher of the Wisconsin Christian News. Find us on the internet at wisconsinchristiannews.com. Questions and comments? Email Rob. R-O-B at wisconsinchristiannews.com. The views expressed are those of the speaker.